Hello, welcome back to just another football podcast, a uh, special beer, beards. Oh, no, I'll do the intro again. Sorry. Hello, welcome back to just another football podcast, a special edition, because I, I realized that your beard game is strong as well. And I'm uh, leaving my beard a bit these days. Um, is that a conscious decision, Fergal? Um... <laughs> conscious in that i wanted to grow a beard yes and i, I, I just some I, I you know every every night before i go to sleep i i just close my eyes and go <laughs> just just try and make it like grow a little bit more yeah, um, i do the same thing it's uh, actually it, effective mm-hmm. if, if, if anybody that can't can't grow a beard um it, i i i tell you that's your best if don't don't work don't try and waste your money on those little spiky roller things just go like, I'm a man, uh, and it it, it kind of works. Um, uh, but um, no, I've been um, uh, I I've just let it go. Um, I haven't really got any good beard trimmers, so it kind of stays mm-hmm. like this until I go to my barber's. But I don't really want my barber's to do it because it will cost at least ten pound. So um, yeah, um, and my my haircuts are already pricey enough. Uh, leave it. It suits you. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. It's getting a bit. Um, it's, it's, bit it's getting a bit wild though. I don't think my this camera is good enough to pick up just how wild it is, but um, yeah, it, it does get a bit like it's edging towards Roy Keane, and I don't think I suit that look. Um, yeah, Roy Keane's uh, is a bit much. Roy Keane's is like, yeah. When whenever Roy Keane really lets it grow, and it's like Urgh. you know, yeah, no, um, I never want to get to it. When it get whenever it gets wild like that, I, I just stream and then it just go to grow back up again. So. <laughs> uh, okay, um, you uh, you were at the Gaelic football. Um, yes, I happened to. Do, watch, you, like, do you want to try and say the, the names of the teams that we're we're playing? Wait, hang on. Uh, I'll, if I get the if I get the chat, I will. I, I actually okay. think I can pull it off. Tyrone versus Monaghan. Oh, close. Tyrone. Tyrone's correct. Uh, Although we, 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 it, it's more you sort of roll it all into one. So instead of Tyrone, but you can't, it's not necessarily wrong. But most people just go Tyrone, almost like a T-I sound. Uh huh. Tyrone, yeah. Tyrone, uh, but Tyrone's uh, is isn't is also correct. I'd say. Okay, and uh, what about Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's understandable. Um. Yeah, and my my response to that was that they're uh, they sound like uh, to like it sounds like a uh, you know middleweight undercard boxing. Yeah, the bo- a boxing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the the trauma as well. Yeah, but yeah. Um, first names. Um, yeah, how's that? Because you heard that today. It was well. I was now. I'm I'm not overly into Gaelic football. I probably should be more into it. But um, sort of met, went with mates that were supporting Monaghan. And I would support Tyrone, even though I'm not really from Tyrone, because my dad's from there. Mm. Um, and um, so yeah, um, Tyrone were cruising through, got to halftime, were four points up, and then um, Monaghan had a great second half and really, really good second half, really tight. Uh, and Monaghan just nicked it. Um, Tyrone got a big what a point uh, right at the end, a point. It was is when you kick it over the over the bar uh, between the two goalposts, oh, you yeah. get one point, and then if you score a goal, put it in the net, um, you get three points. So Tron went one up with like 
uh, probably five minutes left the normal time, and then there's six minutes of added time. So went about five minutes to go, or even less than that. I think it might have been like last couple of minutes. Wow. And then Monaghan went down the other end and scored a goal to go two points ahead. Um, and it was it was quite a risky play because there's there's a saying in Gaelic football that you know take your points and the goals will come. So sort of like take the safer option of take, getting at least a point as opposed yeah. to a riskier option getting a goal. And the and point is like put on like like the NFL polls, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You stick it over the bar. So yeah, right. they um they put the uh, instead of going for a point, which would have evened the tie up and kept the minute, like they didn't need to go for a goal. He went for goal, scored. It was actually pretty poor goalkeeping for especially for if you're looking at uh football standards. Um it was done at the near post quite easily. Um mm-hmm. sort of didn't get into a good stance, but Gaelic football goalkeepers, it's more about distribution than it is um, about saving the goals because they, they don't get too many shots in at them, but this one counted for a lot, and that pretty much got them over the line then. But really good game, and I, I, I'm not too into it, so I wasn't too disappointed. But yeah, good good wee day. Lovely weather well, as well for it. Uh, the weather here uh, is sensational. Yeah, it was, it was just, I, it was about, I don't know, 15 degrees or so. Ah, uh, now lovely. I'm now I'm I'm uh, slightly jealous. Um, weather here is it's been eighties or twenties, let's say middle high twenties, uh, which I don't prefer, but it's uh, it's still it's still been good. Uh, my yeah. weekend was was good too. Uh, just to say, last weekend I was talking about the uh, uh, this past Saturday, so it would have been last night as we're talking the uh, charity stream that oh yeah um, that I had. Uh, we did that, uh, and I mentioned, so we recorded on the Tuesday. By that point, it was, I think we were midway through, and we were just over 1,500 pounds raised. Um, we surpassed 5,000 pounds raised. That's uh, amazing. That is, yeah, it's, it's beyond anything anyone would have would have expected. Uh, Miles Jacobson chipped in, and uh, there was like oh, an enormous 300-pound donation at the end, 300-plus pound donation at the end, and it was um, like more than... 250 people i think donated uh conservatively um more than 250 it might have been close to 300 people honestly uh in total like 300 unique individuals uh mm-hmm. which is just out of the world um yeah so yeah it was good to, good to be involved in a uh, good way to you know go out of twitch um uh, did you know i'm not streaming anymore fergal yeah um yeah. I, I i just saw your tweets about it yeah um so yeah, that was that was that was my last tweet. Uh, that was my tweet. That was my last um, uh, Twitch stream. So uh, for that to happen, like for my last Twitch stream to be that is uh, is great. Um, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that at first because uh, it was a great time. It was honestly such a fun time. It made me slightly regret uh, quitting, but you know, no going back now. Um, how do we move? Yeah, I, I, I like I wasn't on last week as well because yeah. I was I was at the old firm last week. Yeah, um, which was incredible. Um, I, I don't know if I'll ever top a, a good game as that unless wow. I go back. See, I watch the old firm. I love watching old firms because the atmosphere is always like it's always packed and so loud good. all the time. Uh, we barely ever find that even in. Premier League derby games, like you don't you don't see 
the constant singing and shouting and yelling and screaming all the time. Like the closest thing, um, the only example I can think of from English football in general was Liverpool Barcelona t- 2019. Just um, like how loud it was. Just there. like yeah, constantly. Yeah, or like a 2008 yeah. Champions League game, Liverpool Chelsea, something like that, or five. But yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But tell yeah, me more, no, tell me more. The it was it was unreal. Like the um, atmosphere was great. I was in the stadium really early. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was all hundred percent Celtic fans this year yeah. because of a dispute with um over how much away fans should be ticketed or how many away tickets should be given. No, um, we want so you to the, get two hundred. No, we want to get two thousand. Okay, you're not gonna get yeah. any tickets. Yeah, it was. It's based. Yeah, long story short, you're spot on with, with that sort of thing. So, yeah, wow. it was a bit of tit for tat, and then they end up just going, no, nobody's getting either way. That's a shame. Um, which is a shame because it kind of takes from the atmosphere. But the Celtic fans are incredible, um, and um, they had a couple songs. They like. Uh, classic Celtic songs on before the Dunny Never Walk Alone, mm. uh, which was unreal. Um, and then, um, and then the game kicked off, and it was, it was uh, re- like a really good. Like it wasn't the, it wasn't the highest of quality. Like there was some really big blunders in 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 the game. Yeah. Um, but um, they like it was a great game for like sort of a neutral I'm sort of half neutral sort of I, I did want Sally to win so I'm not I'm not <laughs> not that neutral. But um but yeah, um great day and then had a great night afterwards. But honestly as an atmosphere it's it, it's so so good. Um I did feel a bit bad just being like this is my first Celtic game. <laughs> I, and it, it, it doesn't get much better than this. Um, I, I like a mate that sorted out the ticket who lives over in Glasgow. So, um, and he was like, he was like, yeah, you'd, maybe Champions League are the only potentially better games than this. So yeah, um, wow. uh, and, and maybe a game where the Rangers fans are in the stadium that that would be even could be even better, but. The, the amount of songs that they have, um, the ultras, the the tifos, like just so so good. Um, it was it was just electric the whole thing, and yeah, it's it's one tick off the bucket list. Like so, um, good. But I, I think I think I'll be back to over to a Celtic game. Maybe not the old firm for another while, but um, I heard the away games are meant to be unbelievable. Crack to go on like any away game in Scotland with Celtics meant to be great. So perhaps uh, something like that in the future. I mean, they the old firm happens like twenty times a season or something. Yeah, it's, so. it's like four four times, and then if if in any of the cups as well. So yeah. Um. Okay. Well, how do we move to the current football football from this week? Um, we'll get we'll we'll speak with Harry. Uh, in a little bit about Arsenal because he messaged me specifically. He messaged like the little group chat we have, and he was like, "I want to go on rant about Arsenal and f off." That's what, <laughs> that's all he wants to do. So I don't know whether or not to look forward to this. Um, I'm pretty sure he he will be. He will have taken his breath a bit. Uh, but Arsenal did, you know squander let's say a two in the lead um 
I'll talk about the term bottle because that's been like very heavy in, in Twitter spaces. I'll talk about that with Harry, I think. Um, but I have my feelings about well, that. Well, we, we already know what Harry's going to say, but like. Um, yes, we do. We do. Uh, what do you think yeah. he's going to say? Just, it's, just it's not a bottle. He, he, he always just seems to mm. always worm his way. He never fully committed to like being like it would be a, it, like it'd be a disappointment even if they lost the league. Because uh, mm. he always brings it back to like expectations at the start of the season and doesn't uh, doesn't really bring it into the context of uh, the last or of like of like a ten game spell. I still think they they bottled Champions League last season. I th- I really do think that was like com- a capitulation. Yeah, n- near the that end of the season is a bottle. If they capit- yeah. if they had a target and they were there and they capitulated, that yeah. is, you know, they squandered it. Especially in the way they done it, like it was like the last year, like the, the some of the performances were just a bit pathetic near near the near the end yeah. of the season. Whenever they're so close, that to me is like. You just whereas, and then maybe they're just a bit unlucky. Like today, I'm sure you'll get into it with with Harry, but like Saka missing the penalty, mm-hmm. you know that there's a couple of things that. But in it, but, they can point yeah, to. They should they should have put the game to bed, definitely. Big time, big time. Um, I personally, I still think it's it's in their hands. Uh, just as a like a preview to. Well, it literally is in their hands. Um, it is. <laughs> still, still, um, one point, even four points at the moment. City have a game in hand, so they, if even if City have that extra game, they they still have one point. But then they're still to play City, aren't they? Yeah, they are still to play City, and I have to say, Arsenal's fixtures are uh, harder than City's. People um, keep City. bringing up Chelsea. What, what, what we get? We'll <laughs> get <the laughs> Chelsea in a bit. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll hold off. Yeah. All I'm saying is. At the moment, I wouldn't be too fucking worried about Chelsea. I, you know, well, I will get into it anyway. Go on, yeah. carry on, Ali. Um, but no, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea's mm, not the hardest. City though is uh, is getting more difficult City's by the big week. One. That is pretty much a title decider. Yeah, and uh, the way City have figured out how to perform and where to start people in the three-two-four-one uh, they've been doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's starting to look a bit scary because you never yeah. know which players are where. You can find De Bruyne hugging the touchline on the left and the next move or within the same phase of play, he's in the middle driving, like passing a through ball to Erling Holland. Uh, Kyle Walker starts central in defense and then shifts out in a wing back positioned right back because you have three central defenders because Stones starting as uh, like part of a double pivot with Rodri. Stones drops into center back and then Kyle Walker is immediately on the right hand side um, by the touchline. Nathan Ake the, the other way left. It's extremely fluid and it's starting to look very well, well structured and drilled and it it starts to create because regardless of game state and you know the build up situation they are always they always seem to have some sort of numerical advantage mm-hmm. um because let's take it from back to to front in the back they have a 3-2 that can be just a, like a 5 flat and then you can have support from Bernardo who's played DM before um 
given to Brennan And they're all quite so. tall as well. They're all, always, all of them are nearly all like yeah, centre-back like, figures. Like, so like, they're quite physically imposing. And Diaz and Laporte and Stones were starting together. Yeah. And Nathan. Uh, was Nathan Ake starting? No, I don't think he was that time. But um, all three of them were starting at the same time. And Kyle Walker, like, he's not small. No. Um, and he's very fast. Uh, and then you have Rodri as well. So, like, getting through, like, matching physically with them is as hard as it is. Uh, but having them all it's start a, together. Like, it's almost like something, like, Sean Dyche would nearly do. Like, yeah. <laughs> have, like, yeah. this, like, back five of, like, of like six six foot twoers, apart from Nathan Ake, if, if, if he's on. But, like, Nathan Ake, like, makes up for it. Like, he's... Mm. He he he's been one of the best centre backs this season, which I just never saw coming at, at all. Like, but um, yeah. but yeah, it, like it is something like Sean Dyche's wet dream that like to all these <laughs> massive players in defence. Yeah, and then you you move up, and then John Sosa is a is a extremely competent ball player. So if you want him to be like a playmaker, sure. Mm. If you want to build up from the right, Kyle Walker will move. Right, and then Stones will cover for him, like drop it to the center back position they broke off of. Sure. And then Kyle Walker will go right. And then you have Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne waiting, ready to build up. On the left, Kevin De Bruyne has an, an extremely free role. He, he can go anywhere he wants. So build ups on the left, Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish. And then Laporte will step up if, if they need to like complicate build up more and drag, you know string of your passes together drag the press and then mm-hmm. switch it to the other side and then there's Holland and there's Holland um, and to think that Julian Alvarez and you know Ilkay Gundogan are on the bench and Nathan Ake was on the bench it's scary it is scary and now <laughs> in this game uh, Erling Holland scored twice of course one of them a penalty uh, and now he has 32 goals. He has uh, equaled Mohamed Salah's inevitably um, to be broken record of 32 goals in a 38 Premier League game season. Uh, the only thing I'm hanging on to for a goal is that he has five penalties. So he still needs to score five more non penalty goals to equal Mohamed Salah's non penalty record. Um, yeah. Because Salah took one penalty that season, missed it. So all 32 goals were open play, which is Bye. insane in of itself. But like, maybe he gets like a nibble and is out for a game. Maybe he just like, I don't know, goes through a dry two-game spell, then scores twice in the next three, and then we still have that record. Maybe Pep goes full Pep mode, overthinks it, and yeah. start, and starts Julian Alvarez. Maybe I want to play with Julian Alvarez. <laughs> Bit of Pep roulette. <laughs> yeah, Harry will certainly be uh, hoping so. Uh, but Leicester looked. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Um... It's hard to talk badly about professional bo- footballers that way, especially in the highest quality league in the world. As we right. know. You just watch me in a few minutes, Ali, but you, you crack on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll demonstrate how to do that in a few minutes. <laughs> I look forward to it. Lester honestly looked uh, in every way incapable and 
on like the one moment that I liked was uh, uh, James Matt was it um, was it Madison in the second half? He like went past somebody and not met the other, mm-hmm. uh, and went down. It wasn't a penalty. It was like, just like a coming together as they say it. Mm-hmm. That was the only good moment. Apart mm-hmm. from the goal, and uh, I think Inacho hit the post when it didn't matter, uh, mm-hmm. the, like the last second. Other than that, I think they looked there. That there was just a lot of um, lack of understanding of what the next move is gonna be. Like they would mm-hmm. stop so long and look around so much and just get picked off, or the pass would just be. Just enter, just to a Man City player. Like they would, that's how the first goal was, I think. Uh, Juicy Hall was just like the lamest pass. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernardo, uh, Kevin De Bruyne? Kevin De Bruyne just simply picks it off and drives and slides it to Erling Holland, breaks a couple defensive lines, and Holland finishes. I don't know, man. Um, up until two weeks ago, I was saying Everton, uh, Southampton, and Bournemouth to go down. Definitely mm-hmm. Leicester now. You think? I haven't paid an awful lot of attention to to um to that. I was gonna say that half the table, but that low down the table. Honestly, <laughs> good for you because there's uh, there's a lot of uh, bad yeah bad um going on. um but um yeah, I'm just looking at the league table. I mean, their form is 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 put like the the bottom three teams all have the same form pretty much. They all have um, four losses and a draw. Um, mm. uh, Chelsea only better by three losses and two draws, <laughs> better by one point. <laughs> um, but up next on the <laughs> Just the Football Podcast. But yeah, um, I, it's mad. Like Nottingham Forest fired their a director of football that they yeah. got in six months ago which is crazy Leicester City now Brent Rogers moved on Dean Smith uh, John Terry's an assistant manager I think oh yeah Quick Shakes um, and Southampton oh, Quick Shakespeare is uh, where Quick Shakespeare took a job where was it yeah I think is it Leicester City it's not Leicester is it it looked like him it looked very very similar to him in, in the photo I saw Rick Shakespeare. Is he back at Leicester? Oh, he's back with Leicester. I didn't give it, even Give realize. it Shakespeare at the end of the season. Yeah, he's back. He's a, he's assistant manager of Leicester City. There, there was talk of Martin O'Neill getting the Leicester City job. Now, Martin O'Neill might make them a wee bit harder to, to beat, make them a wee bit more defensive, but mm. They'd be mad to hire him. Like he's he's so off it now. Like he, I think I think he's his time has passed as a manager. So I don't know who's who's currently getting linked to it at the moment. But I would say they do need they need a, a rocket up them. Um, they, because they are, are they linked they are to him because off. they know they're going to the championship. Huh? Are they linked to him because they know they'll go to the championship? <laughs> Well, like they still got game. They still, it's still all to play for, Ali. Like you can't have that uh-huh. attitude. Uh, uh-huh. Like especially, especially Leicester City. Like Leicester, like the the fall from grace is is incredible. Were they like sixth last season? 
And this season before, won an FA Cup. What happened? <laughs> like they, yeah, they've got a tough run in as well. They've got Wolves next week. The, the next three games are their most winnable games for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Wolves next week at home. Leeds away. Everton at home. Oh, Leeds away is going to be big. And then they have Fulham away. Really tough. Liverpool at home. We'll see. Could be that might be one of the easier games. Yeah. Newcastle away. Uh, and then I suppose the last game of the season is is winnable as well. West Ham at home. So West like, same. there's points to be made, but they they need to get they need to come out probably with at least two wins from the next three games against against those teams around them to to have a to have a good crack at it because they're six pointers. Um and they're all, they're already two off Everton and four off Leeds, so they really can't afford to to they can't afford to draw those three and they can't afford to to um to lose against Everton or Leeds. They need they they need to beat those two realistically or at least one at the very least one of them and go and beat them against uh, Wolves and 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 um, either or the other two teams, but. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's so it's mad just how how much they've fallen. But it just shows you it like it, now more than ever in the Premier League, if if you stand still, you're moving backwards. You're not you're not going to stay stay where you are. Like the the need for investment constantly, the need for innovation, um, and like you, you constantly have to be on it. It'd be interesting to see. How how long it lasts for the likes of Brentford, um, and Brighton? Like, will will it come to us end of a cycle like it has done for Leicester, um, uh, like with Brighton now especially that Chelsea have bought loads of the the backroom staff. Be interested to see like a uh, couple transfers down the transfer windows down the line. Um, is it are they still absolutely smashing it or um? Or, or, or what the situation is, but um, yeah, it, it, it's what it, we'll, we'll we'll see. But Leicester's fall from grace is is crazy, and like still got players like James Madison, Jamie Vardy. James Madison reeks of uh, Newcastle, does he? Yeah, he's just gonna go to Newcastle. It's not. Um, and like and um, Tielemans is gonna go to the Bundesliga. You think so? Who's he getting linked to? Uh no, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody. I don't know. I th- I think Tielemans reeks of of like a like just either he, he could easily he could easily land at Chelsea as like a <laughs> like you know you know you know just like I I I like I wouldn't even be overly fussing, but I could just see like them being like oh like if Mason Mount and Gallagher go or something like that and just be like. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get te- we'll scramble we'll get Tielemans in. But Let me pick um, you up on something. Sorry, what? very short. You uh, you said something um, about Leicester and mm-hmm. standing still. The need for investment and innovation. It it like rang in my ears that I took a note of it down. Mm-hmm. Um, investment and innovation. Leicester, Chelsea, investment. Yeah, investment. And but it, it, it's come too late. I no no no. I I I don't think so. I think, 
I, like, I said something about the Chelsea transfer. I said, said it multiple times that the um, this is the worst window anyone has had in the Premier League. We talk about innovation. That is just completely uncreative. The, 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 the amount of spend and the type of spending that they did on players mm-hmm. is, um, is uncreative and frankly reeks of people that didn't at the time know what they were going for. Um, and found a ultimate... like It was a depleted squad. I remember that Christmas League up to January before all those signings came in. A carnage of Guameca would start. Um, and yeah, you just had loads of injuries. Like the, the list was growing. And maybe, yes, you did need to uh, recycle things. To re- well, invest. But it was done in the worst way you could have. And now. <laughs> It's happened again, Virgo. It's happened again. Right, we've moved on then, have we? Um, moved on from what? From from Leicester and stuff. I guess so. I <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, I think my point is being emphasized here in the strongest way. I I I still don't know. I, I I like. I th- I I think you're 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 looking at the correlation, not necessarily the causation. And no, I I've I've said it since the start, Fergal. So it's not gonna work. No, but I, I think, think you're co- you're correlating it with you're correlating the bad performances now, or like the the bad like just the whole situation now, and like the the amount of money we spent in January is, is obscene it's it's definitely it's it's definitely lazy um it, it's lazy in terms of like we're sort of just went who's the best one kid we can get and just went out and got a couple of them um but i i i i think we've overspent for for players i don't think we've gotten in uh bad players in January um, we didn't get bad players but you got a ton of players that don't know what to do together and haven't played the system that Graham Potter has done for. And you have, you, you ended up, once the injuries were, were done, you ended up with a manager that managed one top flight English team in his career. Unless Swansea was also top flight. No. Um, so, just Brighton. The the need for Graham Potter to manage 31 either elite, elite talents or really glittering wonder kids or, like, the best young player in the World Cup um, or very big egos. 31 of them. Like, the, the squad is even too big to be, to be involved in a, yeah. like, in a squad in a season. Um, that's the that's the other part of it, is that mm-hmm. the the chemistry straight away once all these signings were done, it 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 was such an easy prediction to make, and I I again I made the prediction, like they won't gel in time to at least get anything out of this season. 
No, it's it's a fair that's a fair point, but I I still think like these these signs weren't made for this season, really. Like, well, I, 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 no, well, that's probably not fair. What that fair statement? Because they they probably I think they might have. I mean, it's hard to know what you'd need to Todd Bowley here to to ask about what 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 why certain things were were done in January as opposed to mm-hmm. waiting. They definitely probably wanted an upturn in performances, and maybe thought we they could go for for fourth. I think some of it might have been knowing that they weren't going to get fourth, so we should try and get the signs done now, uh, while we're still a Champions League club. Mm-hmm. And and you've got always got that. Um, well, potentially we can still get get Champions League for next season at the point in January. You cannot you can still try and kind of sell that to players. Um, but I don't know. I I I still think like the players that were brought in. Well, two of them are fantastic signs. Um, uh, like are fantastic footballers. The the deals that were done for them. Well, Badashile's deal seems valuable for money. Badashile is the best signing. Um, Enzo, unbelievable player. Delighted to have him. We had to pay a lot for him. Fair uh, enough. Mudrick. Mudrick, I'm still... I, do, I wish we could just play him as a, as a bloody winger. Uh, like, in the sort of role that he, he, he wants to be. But I, I see that going forward. Like It, it seems so obvious that we're... We're setting up for um, a four-three-three system, like just just the investments that were made. Like, I like the look of M- Madueke when it, whenever he's come in. Um, are we missing anybody? There, there was quite a lot. Well, there's, um, there's a lot. Mudrick, Enzo, Madueke, and Felix. Mm-hmm. And Felix is probably the one that, that hasn't worked out at all. Um, I mean, maybe should have went for just a, um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I was wrong. We, we definitely sh- should have went for a, sh- a striker of some sort. Even like um, James Alcott suggested Danny Ings. And I'm like, you know what, that's really not a bad idea. Like, if even if we could have got a loan or something like that, yeah. like a, just a, a seasoned goal scorer in the Premier League um, that is able to do an average striker job. Because at the moment we're well below average in that position, um, but Fe- Felix, I'm, I'm, I mean, well, I, I had this thought the weekend. Hmm. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard looking through the prism of Chelsea to know what players are good and what players are bad at the moment. Off the back of like, Chelsea one, Brighton two, just to, yeah. Like I, I, I'm, lo- I'm looking at players and I'm like. I swear you were good. You, you, the, <laughs> you, like you, you were good at your, you you were good at your old club, weren't you? Or is that am I get mixed up with somebody else? Like the, the, this 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 like a dimension of Chelsea. It's like they walk through a portal and they're they're like distorted into this like terrible footballer. Like so, it it's it's hard to know like what were what what the true ability of these players are at the moment. And I, it, ideally, I nearly, I, 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 we would, we would just pause Chelsea for a season, uh, and somehow be able to stay in the Premier League and just go. We're not going to play. We don't. We, we, we won't take any money this season. But we're just going to skip this one out, and we just send everybody out on loan to a club that suits them, and and we let. We we'll just watch them outside of the Chelsea prison and just go. 
yeah, you're you're good. You're good. You're not right. You, no, we were right about you. You're not so good. And then and then we'll just come back and reassess. I feel like we just need to hit like a massive reset button, um, <laughs> and do that. Like we don't know which way is up at the moment. But one thing's for certain is like the players have given up on this season. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the like it's so, like Frank Lampard's come, Frank Lampard's come in, and um. Frank, like, he's so much about hard work and all, and at times it can be a bit jarring, and you're maybe like, maybe you should think a bit more about tactics or stuff like that, but at the moment, it, it is all about the basics, and he, I, in, in the little bits I've heard from his press conference, he's spot on. There's no aggression. We need to earn the right to play, like, like the... When the ball's played into the forwards, the ball's bouncing off them, defenders are easy picking it off, Felix is just like against Real Madrid. It was he just couldn't hold on to the ball. It just re- was not good enough. I, uh, or showed it, exactly why he's not a striker. Uh, you know the one on one that he had with the goalkeeper, and then yeah. Mel kind of recovered, and uh, so was easily saved. Um, Thierry Henry uh, was in the CBS studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he made such a good point. Whenever he took the first touch, okay, good. Second touch, he took it wide. Well, he should have taken it inside across, to put, the, uh, across the defender to put, the, to put him behind his back. Um, yeah, that. Because then it's either, it's either a red card or it's a goal. Yeah. Or, or a really good chance even uh, um, because he's still got Courtois to beat. But exactly. yeah. Um, but yeah, Felix is just his, his hold up play like... But I don't even believe that it's a lack of strength. I, th- I think it's a, it's a lack of like just... Willpower at the moment, like, uh, like, they, nobody's, nobody's, they're just not up for it. There's nothing like They haven't so got the fight it, in them at the moment to, yeah. to really want it. Uh, and, um, I, I don't want to say they're not trying because I, I really don't feel like that's ever the case, but I think it's a lack of just motivation at the moment. Uh, and this is how it's, how it's, um, showing. Yeah. Um, and, and the effort levels aren't, aren't where they should be. Yeah. Um, and it's natural, um, like, I suppose, because, you know, they're 11th, yeah. they're 39 points. Any position close to Europe is 10 points away, which is Brighton, who have two games in hand on them. So. And, and, we, and we don't want, like, it. Like the club might want it. And it, if we don't trim this, this squad down, it would be good to have just pointless games to, to give minutes to people. Mm-hmm. Like... So even if we end up in the Conference League, but if we have this size of squad, then we do actually do need the extra games. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I always like the Europa League. I always like, especially the group stages. If you're like unsure about a youngster or whatever, like if Put we could give minutes, to, like if Mudrik still is a bit iffy going into the next season, yeah, a group stage in the Europa League would be unbelievable for him like i think that would give him the confidence needed to then uh go go into the Premier league or, or whatever um and, and really do well like i've seen it with a, a good couple of players like hudson and sort of whenever he was playing well it, it kind of started in 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 europa league and stuff like that so um and harry kane famously was like that was where he got his start um and so yeah, um, but yeah, re- just a lack of aggression, not winning any tackles, really, um, not 
um, not winning the second balls, just like not get, just not a lack of effort. We need to go back to the basics. Um, but th- there's not much to play for. Like the the Real Madrid game, especially after that Brighton result, it feels like a mile a mile off. So like now I'm I'm thinking, I I, th- I think you just like focus on, on like Frank. Well, I it's hard to know what Frank's motivation now is. I feel like he's just gonna be like he can't like he can't really do anything to he he can try and get results and like prove that he's like the man for the job. But mm. I think that's passed already. Um, like he needed to really hit the ground running to be able to like earn his spot as like Chelsea manager. Um, but. I think now what what maybe he could do and then it would be appreciated by the club is to like from this point on sort of um play like the players that we know for a fact are going to be here and and the players that have been invested in so he, he played like the likes of um well I I actually liked it maybe not this is kind of a contradiction to that statement but Mount I'd like to see played to see if we can we can convince him to stay. Oh. Uh, um, um, but in saying that, uh, after the w- game at the weekend, Gallagher, I'm convinced now Gallagher has to start, especially w- when we haven't got a proper striker because he's one of the only goal threats we have. So I feel like him, uh, uh, midfield of Can- um, Gallagher, Kante and Enzo, I think is a really nice balanced midfield. Interesting. Um, um, and I'd like to see that in like a four-three-three going forward, but I think I think Gallagher at the moment, like there's just nobody else that that looks up for it, and especially in terms of front of goal, like we saw him last year. So if you give him that freedom, like like he ha- uh, had at Palace, it, I feel like goals will come from him, um, like uh, and especially with the forwards we have, that if you have him running off of them in in these like players like Felix and Harvitz that like to maybe drop in the midfield, I feel like something's gonna happen there. Yeah. Um but um in saying that I like to see Mount, Mount in there as well. Mudrick might as well give him a run of games now. Uh, unless it's gonna he's he has a terrible run and it's just knocking his confidence actually getting those minutes. Um but yeah, the likes of Ziek who came off the bench I'm like we we've been here before. Pulisic started um and yeah, the, uh, all of those types of players. Like we, the, we, we should. I'm also done with Kovacic. I'm uh, like, uh, so you're. I've had my, I've had my fill of Kovacic. I, I, I just am like, he's not it. He's just never quite done it for me. He, he's he, like he, there was a moment. There was, sorry, he had. I uh, asked a bit harsh on. For for a while, for, wow. for, for a while, he, he for maybe. He kind of had a a calendar year where he was brilliant. It wasn't necessarily in 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 like right through a, a season, mm. but um, under Tuchel at times he he was exceptional. But he, he sure. just is he's too much of like a sideways merchant a lot of the time, and like um, um Enzo in the game against Madrid, it was just like he was he was just like. He, he he was just trying stuff and like and he ended up forcing it. There's nothing for him like, 
and Kovacic is there just getting the ball past ball past Fabius. And um find Enzo. Enzo. Does something like too adventurous, gives it away. The other the mad thing about Enzo is Chelsea just decided to extend his contract. Yeah, one year. I don't know why that is. What why it was it was an option there and then they've just triggered it. Uh, but I I've why? I've never... We've got eight years to like decide whether it we want to be, do this. It's something it will be something to do with FFP. Um Oh, that's yeah. a shame. That would make sense. It will be. Uh there, uh, there's no other explanation. But anyways, I, I... I, there's worrying reports that uh-huh. um I I can't remember who reported it or how uh verified this is. But there's reports saying that Todd Bowley and Kaelic Capital aren't too worried about FFP after looking at the previous fines for breaching FFP. Which mm. if you have that attitude and unless the um, unless the rules are written in a way where there's a clear cap on how much a team can be fined, um, but if you open yourself up with that sort of attitude for a fine, they may want to, to rip you a new arsehole if you have that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If, if you're going into an FFP and you're like, yeah, it gives whatever you get out whatever you want. We'll write the check, baby. Like, you know, they they might just go right. We'll just we'll just add another zero and one more zero and what you know. They 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 might just do you over if you, it's like especially like it when whenever the Premier League is just the other clubs, like they are competing against you, and we we've sort of heard rumors about. Daniel Levy having a big impact on on the charges brought against Man City. Yeah. Uh, like, well, we don't know how true that is, but he 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 you can tell he was he would be pretty miffed about it. So if, if like Chelsea are given the aura whenever they meet the other owners of like we don't really care about FFP and we'll just pay our way out of it. Well, that's I can see that being a bad omen, and like we'll we'll, we'll we literally will pay for it in the end. I, I I also don't want that to be Chelsea as a club. Like we're already bad enough for it. So the fact that I I really do hope that they they um they try and balance the books somewhere or just be more sensible with the signs. But the spending doesn't seem to be stopping. Like like it will be less this summer. But we're still getting linked to loads of players. Like Nkunku's still going to come in. Um, there's talks of Felix being. For eighty-five million, which I think is just ludicrous, especially especially when he's shown that like he he just it, it may again it's hard to assess players in this current uh, moment, but it'd be ridiculous to do it. Um, and uh, considering we need a striker, we could do with maybe a goalkeeper. Like there's re- there's places that actually do need investment and would be significant investment required. Um. So and we need we need to sell we need to get Marina Grand Sky up in for a, <laughs> a a summer transfer window. Yeah. And go, Marina, can you take out the world's elite directors of 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 European football 
uh, and wine and dine them to get them to sign Pulisic for 30 million, you know, Ziyech for, for, for 25, blah, 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 blah. We need a bit of that. Um, um, you know what? You know when, when you look at something and you're like, nah, I don't feel this. Todd Bowie. I, 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 I still think that, like... I don't feel it. I, I, we just need stability as well now. I feel like things are just pure chaos now that we just need stability and they just need to go... They just need to, like... Well, the concerning a... point is that it, he already, like... The more chaotic part should have passed yeah. long ago, months ago, at the start of the season, yeah. when when he took over. That should have been that should have been the point where stability starts to yeah. to reign. Like you have a squad, you have a transfer window, you know, operate as usual. Yeah. And the window I I believe the window is what caused all this. He's, yeah, it, it became unusual and it became too hectic and it became too many moving parts and too much for Grand Potter who didn't choose the players to deal with. Um, it, it it did feel like it was a bit it, it, like the whole thing is just a bit rushed or or like just late and reacting or like they've made a bad decision and then they, they don't want to undo it sort of thing. So, but now I think it's just it's like it's about stability. So uh, having a stable squad to start off with, so we need a clear out um then the like Todd Bowley I'm hoping now that he's hired the the two director of footballs he takes a, a step back mm-hmm. um which was always kind of what was being talked about it was going to do but hopefully he, he really does take a step back more now uh, um and whatever these guys decide on um let's just stick with that plan and see it through um, for at least eighteen months, I feel like it, it will take eighteen months of just like stability to like see whatever it is to come to fruition because it is that much of a mess that it, it will take that amount of time. It could easily take two or three transfer windows to get a stable squad, like um, and to get the 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 unneeded players off the books and and to get everybody that wants to be there the only players there and and all the rest of it um but yeah it, it, it's it's a lot it's a big big project yeah massive um all right we will now go to harry uh, because we have a team 35 points ahead of chelsea to talk about we're also off the table uh still but it's starting to get to panic mode Harry's here. Rant starts now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, no, how, uh, how are you? How, how are you feeling about this? Uh, what's this? So, Today's result, gen- just in general. The whole you know. situation, given that you've had a few hours now, good amount of time to reflect and breathe. Well, see, you might think that my attitude towards it has changed because I've you know, had time to come to terms with it, but what you've got to understand, it's it's less that, and it's more that such was the way the game drifted, that my anger peaked kind of around, you know, when they equalised after 55 minutes, whenever it was, and then we just did absolutely nothing for the next 40 minutes, and so 
I, I'd cooled down by full time. Like, it, it, I was spent emotionally. Just nothing happened to kind of change the way I felt. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I feel the same way I did as when the whistle blew to, to end the game, obviously. Um, and that is, wow. well, not very happy, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yes, um, I see it. Yeah, probably the probably, and I've you know it's been a good season, very good season. But even even this season, there's always games you're annoyed with, stuff you're annoyed with, stuff that can be done better, things you're unhappy with. But this is by far the most angry I've been all season with a performance, with a result, with just the way that we actually conspired to to throw the result away. Um, sorry, sorry, it just occurred to me. It just occurred to me. Yeah. This is the closest you've ever been, or this is, I think, the joint or second closest you've been to losing your top table position. And well, they did overtake. The, yeah, they overtook yeah. at one point around the time they played. It, it, yeah, yeah, it was the, after that. Then we also at that point we'd played a game less, such yeah. as kind of the way the fixtures went. Um, the, the the reason why I'm pointing this out is that this point and your reaction to it and you saying oh i was i've never been this angry this season <laughs> is the exact feeling i had when we drew to everton nil nil at mercy at, at the at goodison park said, yeah Derby. yeah that was the point where we lost the the top position and never saw it back never took yeah. it back yeah and i you know what before we started this recording i would have said you're still fine but now you pointed this out, I just had a feeling. I just, my heart yeah. just skipped a beat. And I really also, want Arsenal to win the league. I really do. Yeah. But, I, I, mean, <clears throat> I don't know what the kind of points differential was at that point. Obviously, I do know Man City and Liverpool had already played each other twice at that point in the season. Yeah. So there wasn't kind of this looming head-to-head, which is kind of the uh, elephant in the room and has been for a few weeks, to be honest. Even when we've had a bigger gap, it's always been, yep, yeah, but they've got games in hand. We've still got to play them away. They're very good at home. Like There's kind of all these... You know, little demons in kind of the back of your head. And look, it feels like they're they're ticking along. I mean, they're really finding probably their best form of the season. Oh, yeah. um, and we're we're not. We're, we're we're we've just spluttered a little bit. I mean, look, we've not even lost a game, but we've just drawn a couple of times. And like with them, that, that's all it takes. Sometimes they're that ruthless. They're that sharp onto you if you just drop even five it was the same with Liverpool never lost a game after they lost to Man City but it was just a few draws a little bit of a loss of momentum and that was all it took and they smell blood as all good sides do and it's something we're going to have to deal with kind of as they chase us down I think what we've seen today is that we've I think at this point lost we've lost the ability to have any more slip-ups it feels like and that includes the game against them and it includes all the other games. We could go there and, and get a draw, say, but then if we go and lose to Newcastle or lose to Chelsea or lose to Brighton, one of those sort of tricky on-paper games, they can still overtake us. And maybe it's a bit unrealistic to just expect them to keep winning every game, but you have to go in with the attitude that they are going to do that. Um, and they have been doing that as of late, whether the fixtures have kind of been a little bit kind because you would expect them to beat Leicester, you'd expect them to beat Southampton. You know, these are games I expect City to win and they are winning them. But equally, I would expect us to beat West Ham. And I'd certainly expect us to beat West Ham at 2-0 up after 10 minutes. And that sort of brings me back to why I'm so angry with this result today. And the way it's uh, uh, conspired is 
and we spoke about this last week, the whole Xhaka stuff and the whole magic of Anfields, if it's some, you know, football kingdom where bizarre things happen. And, you know, they do to an extent. But that, that for me, took away from what was a wider issue, which was we were 2-0 up, had the game where we wanted, and essentially just kind of messed around a little bit, stopped playing, stopped being ruthless. And I can take it at Liverpool, right? Because they're still a dangerous side. It's still a tough place to go, whatever you think of their form this season. Yeah. I can't take it against West Ham. 15th in the table, West Ham, who just coming off... I mean, they were completely battered by Ghent on, on, on Thursday. Just had a Europa League game. They lost their last home game 5-1 to Newcastle. I just can't accept what I've seen today in that performance where we were 2-0 up and between scoring that second goal and the half-time, essentially until we get the penalty, which is then missed by Saka, mm. we had one shot, which... It's just unacceptable, given the position we were in, how much of the ball we were seeing. But it was just possession for the sake of it. We played the game in front of them. We invited them on to kind of put in reducer challenges, which they were kind of doing all day, which is the least you'd expect in a London derby. They're going to... That's the leveller, right? They're going to make it physical. They're going to make it tough. They're going to try and get the crowd on side. But you've done the hard part. You've, you've quietened the atmosphere down. You've taken the occasion out of it. You're 2 up. You've got the game where you want. Just be professional, you know? And... The goals we give away, I mean, the, the penalty is just... I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of the way we're conceding goals at the moment where teams don't have to do very much to score against us. Whether it's been this ridiculous run of set pieces we keep conceding from uh, post-World Cup, whether it's been giving penalties away, whether it's... The, um, the dive from Gabriel Migales was pretty bizarre. Didn't need to do it, but like, again, you know, does Thomas Partey need to be trying to flick the ball over Declan Rice, who's like the only West Ham player pressing in our half? Like, it's just, it's unbelievable what we've actually done there from a position of, you know, relative calm playing it around the back. It's, it's such sloppiness. It's unbelievable for a team that's 2-0 up and you've got to be so mentally switched on at this stage of the season. You've got to grind results out. And the way we were playing that game, you would think we were four or five nil up and it was the 85th minute and you're just winding the clock down, waiting for the next game. And I find it so hard to stomach that we've then let them back into a game. And I was going mad at half time. I was so angry with that because a bit like last week, it didn't reflect the quality gap between the teams going in 2-1 at half time. Um, and it makes the game much more complicated than it needs to be. Now, we then miss a penalty and then they score a couple of minutes later and... I think the other thing that's worrying is what little response there was to them actually equalising because so many times this season we've been pegged back and I think what we've done so much better than we did last year is found ways to get results from positions of difficulty because last season we really struggled. We only won one game from behind the entirety of last season. This season we've been a lot better. We've gained a lot of points from losing positions or when we've been pegged back. But really in that last half an hour, because they equalise after 55 minutes and as I said, we we... Just let the game drift. Nothing really happened. And that's the other thing that was a little bit concerning. We just ran out of ideas, uh, ran out of legs. And I, I can't take that because we've had a week off and they've played on the Thursday night. So you'd think, if anything, it should be the other way around. But they pose more threat. They look the more likely. And it's a little bit worrying for us, if I'm honest, because that is a team that we should be beating and there's harder tests to come than that. The most worrying thing about it for me was that I found... Okay, so... Let's let's track back a little bit here. I only watched the second half um, because I'm doing Ramadan. I stayed up until like 5 a.m. So I slept. I woke up at the start of the second half. Um, yeah. So, but it was you're two one, but it felt 
all half since from the start that you were playing on eggshells of it. Like you were, we did, you were, yeah. certainly once they got it back to two one. About and just there was no kind of urgency at all about you know restoring a, a, the two nil. If you'd scored a third, it's game over. Yeah, and then Mikel Arteta seemed to seemed to make substitutions that were. I didn't like his subs today. Over, like way him. overthought. Like, how do you bring out Gabriel Jesus when you need a goal? Like, yeah, I don't get that. that and he was the best forward as well. He actually took the two forwards that were sort of, like Saka had a very poor game. Not just the penalty; he just didn't play well in general. And yet, he stays on, which is fine. But then Martinelli comes off. Don't agree with that. Jesus comes off. Don't agree with that. And he and he throws. I mean, I understood bringing Trossard and Jorginho on because it felt like we needed to just get a bit more control of the game. The way it was going, it was becoming a little bit end to end. And with the personnel that we had missing, I think particularly Saliba and Zinchenko, I think what we didn't want to happen was it to become kind of an end to end because we didn't have the players in the back line to deal with it mm -hmm. physically in Rob Holding and technically in someone like Tierney and Holding, where it so just felt like they would put it forward. I don't love him as a player. I think it's, it's well documented what I think of Jorginho as a player, right? I, I've made my thoughts very clear on the guy. However, I understood it in this scenario and I understood bringing Trossard on. The two subs I didn't particularly like were Vieira and Nelson because they just felt like Hail Marys, just chuck them on and hope something happens. I just, yeah. I don't see how that makes us stronger, bringing them on and taking, I think it was Erdogan, Erdogan went off towards the end, uh, Martinelli went off, Jesus went off earlier for Trossard, there was someone else that came, I can't remember, it might have been Tierney, came off for... Uh, for Vieira and I just I looked at it I thought it, it, it doesn't seem particularly well thought out and we've had good strategies for chasing games at points this season but the subs in the last couple I, I haven't loved if I'm honest I don't think he's got them right and I think if he looks at himself in the mirror and looks back at those games I think he would probably admit that but this this went wrong way before that because we never should have been in this situation where we were needing to chase the game again. It should have been done and dusted at 2-0. And then even at 2-1, getting at half-time, I want to see a response. Just like last week, I wanted to see a response in the second half and it didn't come. And it's just immensely frustrating because I can take slipping up. like It is what it is. Like Most teams in this league can beat you on their day. But I really dislike the idea of getting into a position of strength, having the game where you want it, and then giving the initiative back. Not even the opposition having to do anything particularly special. Literally giving them a goal, giving them a penalty out of absolutely nothing um, to let them back in and, and, and cause the occasion to, to be what it became. It was just utterly bizarre. It was mind-boggling, and it's immensely frustrating that now, you know, as I said, we're in this position now where we can't make it. It doesn't feel like we can make any more mistakes because it just feels like if City can get their noses in front, which we've been good at stopping them doing so far, just about managed to keep them behind us. Um, if they get their noses in front, it feels like they will be ruthless with it. Now, look, who knows? They've got a lot of games to play between now and the end of the season, but I must be honest, it's not particularly a chance I want to take, letting them get in front of us and having them to chase them down. You know, you've been there as a Liverpool fan. They're yeah, very tough to reel in. Even even if you, they do drop the odd point, it's bloody difficult to be more consistent than them. So it's going to be tough, mate, because our fixtures are definitely harder than theirs as well. And they have been. It's kind of the leveller has been having that buffer and maybe having less games to play than they do. But that's out the window now because it's all in their hands. And 
you know, we're going to have to go up there and, and put in a much better performance than we have been. We, we don't seem to be able to keep clean sheets at the moment, and that isn't the foundation for results um, in the run and having to score two, three, four goals every single game to win. It just doesn't feel sustainable. Manchester City have not gotten any result apart from a win since Saturday, February the 25th, 4-1 against Bournemouth. Um, I don't know what to say, man. Good luck. I yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. Look, they're very tough, and it, it it's it's mentally draining to kind of watch them every week and hope they're going to drop points because it's sort of you know it feels like as soon as they score they've won the game, and it, with us at the moment it doesn't. It feels like you can peg us back, and it's just immensely frustrating. And they're not perfect. Like they were a bit dodgy second half against Leicester, but the difference was they'd killed the game off. They had a three goal lead, not a two goal lead. And it's the old cliche, isn't it? Most dangerous scoreline in football. But the football I've watched us play at 2-0 up in the last couple of games, you know, it reaffirms that belief because we've sort of bought into the fact that we're in a better position in the game than what we actually are. It only takes one goal for it to quickly shift, particularly away from home. And we've, we've fallen foul, I think, to our own complacency is the only word I can use for it, the way we've approached the two games at tunnel up and let them drift and been a bit, you know, a bit, a bit slack, to be honest with you. I just, I don't like it, mate. I also, don't like what I've seen. Also, I don't think protecting a tunnel lead is, uh, is particularly difficult, but especially... It's certainly, it certainly isn't as difficult as we've made it look. I can, yeah. as I say, I can take it happening at Anfield, like whatever. I think Liverpool are a good side. I know you don't, but they can do that to most teams. I can't take it against West Ham. I just and there's no disrespect to West Ham. They played very well today and they'll probably stay up now. So I don't mean this in any way to sound like sour grapes, but I'm so frustrated with what we've done there. I'm so frustrated because we were in such a good position. I was looking at the goal difference differential and thinking we're on forty five now at two 0 up, Man City are fifty. Like the West Ham fans were almost booing the team after ten minutes and I'm looking at it and thinking you know, there's a 5 or 6 nil for us here. Like like the Newcastle one there, where they beat them 5-1. I just sort of thought, well, the way they're defending here, we could really be ruthless, and surely we're not going to make the same mistake as last week. And it's almost like the players bought into the Xhaka thing and the Anfield thing, and not enough was made of the idea that actually, guys, you were complacent at 2-0 up, and we've done it again, and we've been punished for it again. Harry, sound exactly like me four years ago. And again, all I have to say is good luck. Thank you, mate. Texas. Cheers. <laughs> right, let's take the usual wrap around Europe. Uh, there is the Bundesliga is fascinating, Virgo. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So you have four teams, the top four teams, right? Bayern, Dortmund, Union Berlin, and RB Leipzig. Mm -hmm. uh, Bayern won. Hoffenheim won. Stuttgart three. Borussia Dortmund 3. Gio Reyna had scored in the 93rd minute. And Silas Katumpanfumpa, hopefully I said that name right, scored in the 97th minute to make it 3-3. So at one stage, Dortmund was leading the league again just to throw it away in the 97th. Uh, and Stuttgart are in the relegation playoff spot because of that goal rather than the automatic relegation spot. Uh, Union Berlin won. Bochum, who are in 15th, won. Uh, the only team that won in the top four was uh, RB Leipzig. Timo Werner. 
I saw that goal on Instagram. It was like he, it was a long ball ahead. He just like took a touch. It stood off for him, and from twenty yards out, volleyed far corner. Like it dipped in. It was such a. I ha- I have not seen this, and, and you're making this up. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. It's a really good goal. It's fascinating. Where does that come from for Timo Werner? Like, if that was if that was him at Chelsea, he would like take it down. This is exactly the, the point I'm making, Ali. The prism of Chelsea is just mad. <laughs> the prism of this Chelsea is exactly the point I'm making. I don't um, know. Tammy Abraham, former prisoner of Chelsea, <laughs> uh, scored. Uh, let's get into our tabs on Tammy. He uh, he scored. It was a great header, actually. Uh, against Sudinese. They won 3-0. They seen third. Romar third in the table. There was a time when they were like sixth or seventh or fifth or like hovering around that. Uh, but you know why they're third? It's because Milan and Inter are like really bad. Inter lost at home to Monza. Milan drew away to Bologna. And Napoli drew at home to Elas Verona, but we've maintained they've already practically won the league so less of concern about that um yeah, Sarah's just oh. like Sarah's the Bundesliga of all is like yeah now whatever anyone else does is almost irrelevant in that top four space but Roma winning is is huge because they had a, a rotated squad they have a few injuries um Tammy didn't start I think Tammy came on as a substitute uh, but Paulo Dybala is injured uh, they have loads of other injuries. Um, so, yeah. Mask and Mourinho. It'd be great to see. It. Well, like, there's been a bit of, not sure if Mourinho will stay on or not. It's not the, the case with Roma. I don't know. There's, there's rumors that he, he wouldn't stay on, but surely if they got Champions League, that he, Honestly, he, would, he would. I'd like him to, say, to I'd like to see him stay on. I think it really suits him, doesn't it? it does. this, this type of club, like. It's still a big club, but not like one of the serial winners. Yeah. So you have that underdog tag, and and, and um, like the, the, there's so much like Rome. Rome just is a great wee club. Like, yeah. I say, I say we we, we is like is it, a bit patronizing. Like, yeah, like, I love not, the little, like, it, I know it, what we, you mean. I know what you mean. In our in Ireland, we say we we chuck it into everything, or in Northern Ireland, we chuck it into everything. Yeah, I figured as much. I've known you for three years. I know, I know, Damn. but it's just in case it's more for the listeners, Ali. You know the way there's there's some people listening amazingly to this. I know, this I is know. in case. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, listeners. Uh, okay, the one last thing I wanted to mention about like kind of Syria is uh, Lazio. Lazio is second place, pretty much locked in for the uh, for the Champions League. Um, but the footballing matters aside. Um, I don't know if you heard about Jerome Mobley, Fergal. I'm sure the viewers have seen it by now all over the uh, all over the news. But this morning, Jerome Mobley got involved in an accident in his car with a tram, uh, and is actually currently hospitalized. Uh, he uh, he sustained like rib fractures and um, a red trauma to his spine, uh, which oh yeah, uh, it seems well, it's bad enough to get him hospitalized. And I, like. The news article sadly had images of the car in the accident. It was it was totaled. It was uh, it's uh, pretty uh, difficult to see. 
Um, so, yeah, just wishing. I see he scored in the last game for them as well. He did, he did. Um, yeah, just hoping everything is okay with him. They the the report that I read is also like he's in he's in an okay condition. He's being monitored and everything. So maybe it's just like a season ending injury, he'll be back in the summer, hopefully. Um or maybe even better, it's just like a break, uh thing in his spine that'll recover. I don't know. Um just yeah, that's not like yeah. as as little damage as possible, please. Um <laughs> so yeah, just uh, wanted to would be remiss of us not to not to mention that. Uh, so Shinx, you're mobile all the best. Ready for the short king of the week? Because I think the pick is obvious. I had two. I had two candidates, but one of them has to take it. Cool. Can you guess? Okay. Uh, the the first and less likely likely to take it is Brahim Diaz. Bit of a Champions League review here. Uh, I watched. <laughs> The Napoli-Milan game, or Milan-Napoli, mm-hmm. Brahim Diaz created the goal, even though he didn't get the goal or the assist. But he took the ball in midfield, and a, like a side foot, like he touched the ball with, his, with, with the side of his foot and then turned 180 degrees and spun around the three Napoli midfielders, mm-hmm. uh, which... It was poor of the Napoli midfield to all press one one player, but the way mm-hmm. like he it took genuinely a split second to do so, two touches to get around all of them and just opened all of the rest of space to himself up until the eighteen yard box, puts it across the layout. Layout assists Benasa. Benasa comes in and scores. Uh, that that turn is to me is worthy of at least consideration, but my bigger candidate. Um, mm-hmm. Equally a short king at five eight, Julio Enciso. Have you ever heard of yeah, him? Yeah, I was. I was heard of him before yeah, I, I I forgot. Am I am I rant against Chelsea? I forgot to just talk about how good Brighton were. Yeah, they're, yeah. like they're really they're just like such a good team and like so well put together. And they they lose, they lose. Um, who was it? That, well, I haven't Ferguson went off. I haven't actually heard what his his injuries like. Uh, it really yeah. wasn't a good day for me. I was like, <laughs> I was kind of thinking, well, you know, if, if Chelsea lose, Evan Ferguson might score at least, and then he went off injured. So, but um, um, but yeah, um, and so the who was it? Was it his? Was it his substitution? No, it was Veltman's substitution. Yeah, Veltman went off. Who was playing right back? Pascal Gross goes into right back. Then uh, uh, McAllister drops in the centre mid, and then uh, Enciso, Enciso, is it? I think Enciso, yeah. he he came on, and it's like, it, and what a goal it was, and he and he, great, like the whole team played really well. Um, I'm just trying to find the stat I got um, about uh, Brighton. Brighton's 26 shots was the most by uh, an opposing side at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League era. So, and that was their very first win um, at Stamford Bridge as well. But yeah, they're they're pretty incredible, and he, um, he his goal was the winner was incredible. Um, my short king suggestion, I do agree with that one. The other one is Eze. Iberia Eze is a shout. Iberia Eze, there's a a clip, a clip of him uh, 
taken the piss in the corner oh, against yeah. Southampton. He need to like um, juggle it around and then go around the other way. He's different. He's, he's different. He's um, I prefer. I'd prefer not to go for him because it does highlight Bazunu's howler. Um, uh-huh. But um, the the second goal was was incredible as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think I think Eze probably edges it a bit. Two goals, start of the game, and then just like uh, a little, a little bit, a little sprinkling of street street won't forget. Um, street won't for- the streets skills. definitely will not forget Eze. He is. I don't know if we. Player. I don't think it's. I don't think you can give him that stamp of approval just yet. I think he'll um, end up that way. I, it's Might it's going in the right direction. It was like a wee yeah, sprinkling yeah. of it, of it, like you know, a trap would have been proud of of of, of some of the the skills, some of the yeah, yeah, just, it's heading that way. I don't know if as a like as has been a shout for a lot of the Short King Awards over the over the weeks and months of this season. Uh, Julian Ciso is a first time candidate. Uh, did we did we did we never give it to Eze? I feel like we have. That's not maybe point. we have. Sure. We, should have really written this down. Yeah, <laughs> you really should. Um, but Julian Cesar, I think there's an element of uh, mystery to him. Like it's yet another. I think he's Paraguayan. Paraguayan, just yeah. another South American talent spawned by Brighton that we'd yeah. never, we'd never even, it never crossed our minds before. No, the last two months. Let's and they, they've got another it. one as well. Don't don't they have like an Argentine? It's begin with B. His name. They but they got another Argentine oh, in yeah, the summer. He, he had an assist the other day. I don't remember his yeah. last name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, it's, it's just nonstop. Yeah, it's incredible. When's it gonna end, Ali? When's it gonna When they when they get the Champions League, is uh, when it's gonna end. I I I think they're they're gonna do it. I think they'll get at least fifth. Yeah, well, um, I'm just looking at the table. Aston Villa as well, a great performance against Newcastle. Oh, definitely. Um, Five win run. First time yeah. in a long time. Yeah, that <laughs> is, is pretty incredible. Um, um, yeah, I, 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 let's, go, let's go and see so. Let's go. And see so. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, we've already previously given it to his uh, Paraguayan comrade. Uh, in Almiron, isn't Almiron Paraguay? He is. Um, so yeah. yeah, that happened. So that works quite nicely. Cool, Julio and Cisa. Fantastic golf, fantastic performance, even as a sub. Uh, I mean, sorry, Ali. I, I mean, there's been I've I've noticed because I'm like an Ireland fan, and the algorithm is is a uh, is is tailored to my Ireland needs. I have seen a lot of Twitter threads about like a. Uh, a golden generation of Ireland football, and and there's a few people doing like videos on on this golden gen. Is there a golden generation of Paraguayan footballers coming through? Perhaps. Well, maybe maybe that's Brighton. something to keep an eye out on. I might I might I might be a bit. I might try and notice a few more Paraguayan names. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe if if more of them come to Brighton, then potentially South American football is in great hands. All right. That'll be all. Thank you, Fergal. Appreciate it. Uh, lovely, lovely little Chelsea special there. I thought. I think 
Oh, yeah, I, 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 this is, we this is a good do need to word. tailor it back now. I think I think the nail is kind of well. The nail will be in the coffin this week. The the other round of the Champions League games, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So like the nail in the coffin be that Chelsea will try and to stop talking about them because I do feel bad. I I'm I'm sick of talking about them because it's been the same story for so long. Nothing's really changed. Mm. Um. So we'll try and move on from Chelsea going in the coming weeks. Yeah, Focus I think on it's the, also time. Yeah, focusing on the on the top four race, but title race, um, and the relegation battle is is all hotting up coming into the crunch time. So, but we'll try to focus on on those going forward. A topic for future week is why is it called a title race and a relegation battle rather than a relegation race and a title battle? But I I, I feel like that's more football cliches. Um, podcast. I feel I feel True. like that that's more their territory. Yeah. They probably have talked about that already. I'd imagine. The, I don't listen to football cliches, and I always tell myself I need to listen to it. Yeah, no, it um, is great. They're, they're 240 episodes in, and yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They somehow true. keep finding niche little things to cover. It, it's incredible. Like for, for such a niche uh, like idea of a podcast, it's it's incredible just how, how much they, they get out of it. And, and, and like, it's such a good podcast. Listen. Good. Really, All right. really good. I'll, I'll, I'll surely, give it, surely give it a listen this week. Um, I've been telling myself for months, you have no idea. I follow them on Twitter, like. You know, know what? It, uh, actually, I'm not going to give them any more promotion. They're a good podcast. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Yeah, subscribe yeah. to us. All, all this sort of stuff. Uh, we have a Twitter too. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs>